So, man, look, we're not even going to pull on the time, man. I'm glad you guys made it. I'm going to tell everybody, it's your boy, Jay Dow, man. I'm sitting here with Mr. Thompson, uh, Edmonds, and Mr. Stewart, Allen, man. And so we most definitely want to get tonight. show on the road, all right? Yes, sir. And so tonight, guys, we're actually talking about uh, what's after the protest in regards to um, Black Lives Matter and what's going on in, in the news and in the world and everything. And we also want to hit on the power of consistency, mm -hmm. all right? And so, I mean, just, just to get this thing started, man, I'm going to start it off, man. I've been noticing that. And then what I noticed and saw today is that, you know, even with all sister Brianna Taylor, she's not even trending anymore. Mm. And that officer is still free. Yeah. So we did all the protesting, we did the rioting, and we did the looting or whatever we did, right? What, what's, what's after that? Because I'm noticing that, I'm noticing that the movement is strong. Mm -hmm. The movement is strong. And one thing that we hit on last week, uh, before we got out of here, was that we cannot settle. Mm -hmm. You can't just give us bits and pieces and say, okay, now y'all be quiet. <laughs> what's, what's that, y'all? Y'all go ahead, man, do me a favor, man. Y'all introduce yourselves to the audience, man. How everybody doing? Uh, I go by the name. Well, my government name is Jonathan Edmonds. You know, most people know me as Jonathan Deshaun and Hound. And yeah, that's it. All right, everybody. My name is Philip Allen. I'm a, I'm a minister, associate minister at the Historic St. John Missionary Baptist Church in the Third Ward, Emancipation and Dialing. And, uh, and I'm a, a believer in this movement that is going on and uh, I'm just excited to be here. I want to thank you. Thank you so much, man, for having us. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, that's a tough question, man, because there's so many layers, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's not just one thing, like, it's, it's multiple of things later. Right, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a domino effect, like, and the protest is made, from my perspective, the protest is made to be the short-term thing, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Protests are made to bring awareness to the people that are not aware, you know, because there were actually certain people that were not aware of how, you know, blacks were getting treated in America in regards to police brutality. But we see that when we when we really deep when when we bring this awareness and people start digging deep, they start to see oh it's not just uh, police brutality, mm -hmm. but it's racial discrimination and almost everything from education uh, to medicine to uh, you know being on the job in the workforce. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's it's so many layers to it. But the protest mainly is to bring awareness on a mass level. But it's not it's not the end goal. It's it's just the beginning. You know what I mean? That's my thing. So we 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 will on this here, man. Before we read into our morning, get welcome everybody who just on step in man tonight. We're actually on talking about uh what have, what's after the protest? Because I don't know if you guys been on. I'm quite sure you have been watching the news and what's going on. It seems as if the momentum is down. It seems that the momentum is down. So, 
that's one thing that, that you can't let happen. Because guess what? Uh, I remember the movie Django, mm -hmm. when they were trying to uh, buy one of the Mandingos, or so they say. Mm -hmm. And he told them a, a mouth. And then he said, okay, you had my uh, curiosity, but when he told them the other mouth, he said, now you got my attention. Yeah. And so I said that to say this too. Okay, so the attention of the government is, is, is at hand right now. We got the attention of the government. So what do you do now to, to keep the keep the fire going? Because if you notice, everything is shifted back to COVID. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything is shifted back to COVID, man. So I mean, what's the deal? And we tapped on that, especially with what um uh, or Jonathan was saying, man, is like it was so many um um layers to this thing. But the layer we're on now is the racial part. Right. It's the racial part. It, it, it's police brutality. Because, man, they've been seeing what was supposed to be going on, man. This ain't nothing new. Right. This ain't nothing new, man. Because even the Word of God says that there's nothing new under the sun. So the problem of it is, is how do you not let it die? So that's a lot to, to pack in. And um, I think I, Rajan, I think he, he said it. He said it when he talked about the awareness that was came come about it because everything has a job. You know, I'll be talking about many members, one body. Right, right. The job of the protest, like he said, was to bring some awareness mm -hmm. to the people. And so that's something that's been going on since biblical times. Then most of course I'm gonna mention that that piece of it. Because you think about it, when Jesus died on the cross, right. when he died, everybody went home. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Everybody went back to, to what they was doing, even to, to the point to where they were just going back and, and just grouping up together again. And then when he rose <coughs> and ascended and word got back, they didn't believe it. All right. You understand what I'm saying? And so it's like once we receive a plan, we got to stay consistent to be able to follow through. But we have to learn from previous lessons. That same lesson was available with, with the civil rights movement. Right, right. People sold everything they had, bro. They did everything that they, you know, their possessions to migrate to D.C. for the great speech on jobs and justice, the great civil rights movement for jobs and justice. And what happened after the movement? The homeless population in D.C. grew insurmountably, bro, because there was nothing after that. There was no move after that. So these trends, it's not done by accident, you know, it's done by us not getting, taking advantage of the awareness piece. When we have the attention of the world like we do, when we have the attention of people like we do, bro, we gotta take that stuff back home. You know what I'm saying? When we have these conventions and meetings and like, like even here at this church, and in the history of, of being around you, Pastor, with your, with your ministries and everything, y'all always have something going on that we can take back to our home. And so what we have to do is take what we've learned from Black Lives Matter, take what we've learned from all of these uh, officials that's, that's coming to our communities, take it back to our homes and start from Genesis in that era. Meaning, we need to set our homes back to start. We need to, because the only way you're going to have consistency is if you have a firm foundation. Right. So that means we have to, this time, this COVID season, where, where God has allowed us to be at home, because we have to get home, we have to be, we have to still work. But 
but, but the majority of the people that are at home with their families, it's a time to hit the reset button. Go back to start, and, and, and let's talk about these things, these foundational issues, and let's start with who we are as a race, who we are as a people, where we came from, those taboo things that we don't talk about, and, and I believe that that's how you break the cycle of inconsistency, is starting from the very beginning. Okay, with everything that's going on, with the protests, because the protests, like you said, the protests brought forth the attention and the awareness. Right. right? So as each individual, we ought to take these things back to our domain that we can press upon these particular principles? Exactly. Exactly, because okay. I believe that people are coming away from this stuff in this season with more knowledge mm -hmm. about um, themselves that ever before. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. right. You got people, I mean, I'm having conversations about things that we were, we thought that people really knew, mm -hmm. but people really didn't know. Right. You know what I mean? You got a chance to rehash about, about all types of, of civil litigations that happen, the, the, the amendments that are in place. Mm -hmm. We fight so that, because a lot of times we're talking and arguing about laws that need to change, amendments that need to be put in place, they are there already. Mm -hmm. We just need them in full. Oh, okay, so the laws are already. You got something? Okay, so the laws are. There. And before we go, so if, anytime you guys want to inject, you know what I'm saying, please feel free. It's a mic out there, so we most definitely can hear and on and hear clearly. But please give us some insight because we, we do want to understand because the whole point of the Kingdom Hour uh, live show and podcast is to bring balance between spiritual and natural. Okay, they going upside my head, preacher. You still talking about praying on it? You feel right, me? Right, right. Okay, preacher. They can just did such and such, but you talking about? You know what I'm saying? We have to understand that faith without works is dead. You know what I'm saying? But we also have to give God an opportunity to act. Mm -hmm. The Word of God says that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And this is what a lot of us have a problem at. You know what I'm saying? Like. You said, see, okay, I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna say it like yourself. The scripture says, if somebody punch you in one cheek, turn the other one to them too, right? This is what that meant to me. I don't know what it means to y'all. If you and I get into a heated discussion and I see this thing going sideways and I don't want no smoke, you feel yeah, yeah. I'm gonna turn both of my cheeks to you simultaneously and go ahead and leave. And now the corner of mine say, what if he steal you? What if he sneak up on you? You know what I'm saying? But we have to bring the balance, the balance. So we have to address, you said they were taboo. We have to address these things so we'll know what to do. And so, Brother Phil said this here. He said that after the protest, this is what must happen. It's what, what, what are you getting? Okay, now that the awareness is there, I need to take this back home. Mm -hmm. And I need to implement, okay, this is what. And then I need to say, well, son, the way that they going about it, we going to. The principle is there, but we have to impact our own structure. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we have to follow the Come on, man. Yeah. I also believe it just it has to be a lot of account accountability okay. in yeah. politics, not just with the government, but with the people too. As far as he's saying, like following through with our word. Uh, but I wanted to touch on the Breonna Taylor situation, which is very unfortunate because. The difference between this situation and the Mark Aubrey and the, uh, the other one with George Floyd is we, we did not see 
her on camera. You know, so psychologically, it doesn't have, it doesn't register. It's just like, oh, that's just another death. Because there's been so many deaths, it's hard to process it. So the world didn't actually experience it. We got the story, you know what I mean? But we don't got the vision. Right. And, and this and this uh, generation is highly sensational. You right. know what I mean? So it's a, it's a visual. So, uh, and pe some people, like, they may not believe in this and that, but just seeing that visual of, of George Floyd is like, they had to do something, you know what I mean? And then, too, like, the state, you know, the, the state Kentucky, that's not, you know, that's what I was like. It's so many layers because that government, you know what I mean, is yeah. is more protective of officials, you know, and it's more conservative. So, but unfortunately, I would I would say, you know, not just people saying it, but acts of violence. Unfortunately, like officials respond more to violence. You know, uh, you know, because like they didn't come up with their first arrest until you know buildings start burning down and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But it's a way for us to affect them. You know what I mean? It's ways for us to affect them without being right. Violent. We just have to come together. You know what I mean? Strategize and be persistent. Hold one of, hold ourselves accountable instead of totally dependent on them. Because this nation wouldn't run without the people. We could have government, you know, but this nation wouldn't be a nation without the people. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we all have a job to do. We all have a role to play as far as filling the void of justice, you mm -hmm. know, in our everyday lives. Okay, so pretty much accountability, not just for us to hold the uh, official accountability, but we have to begin to hold our job. And that ties into what um, Phil said, because Phil, uh, said, Phil said that the laws are already there. They just need to be enforced. And, and I say that with an asterisk, bro, because, so we look at the amendments, 27 amendments, right? So the 13th Amendment began with abolishing slavery mm -hmm. in 1865 and So technically, that's when we started kind of getting included in the conversation. So the, because before that, the 12th Amendment, I believe, came into effect in like 1806, mm -hmm. 1807. So, I would say the first 12, when we talk about you know, really don't apply to us in that instance as we talk about it so because we weren't in the conversation. So you talk about free speech. We talk about right to bear on. Right. About, oh my God. You know, uh, all for one, one for all, uh, all of that. Those were all done before slavery was abolished. So we weren't included in that. And so, so when 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 we began to discuss it, and we start talking about when you become aware, you know, you you do things different. You know, the 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 word talks about you know once you you're new, you put away the old things. The old has passed away, right? If we were truly interested in in really correcting this thing and doing it, we would stop making amendments and do a whole new constitution. Because we're in a whole nother society. We're in a whole nother situation. You can't continue to amend things because when you amend it, you don't really mend it because according to a government document, you technically can't destroy it. That's why the priest was still in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, so 
But when we have to, when we talk about bringing stuff back home, we have to truly educate our people to know really what the game is and what the score is. At birth, it's sixty percent. But on, on the cool, on, on the flip side of it, at this point, you are actually building a new government within your home. Right, right. Mm -hmm. You started from the you started from the the, the government, but. The reason why I say you have to scrap it is because even and 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 I love I love what what Black Lives um, Black Lives Matter stands for. Mm -hmm. I, I I appreciate it. I know it. Um, it is what it is. What I would add to them, and 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 say to those that that would have any effect on it, is when we say Black Lives Matter. When I say Black Lives Matter. I'm saying black lives matter equally to everybody else. Right. And instead of just stopping and saying black lives matter, anything can matter. A dog matter. Mm -hmm. A cat matter. Mm -hmm. But black lives matter equally. You know, and so with that comes change. And for that change, as we look at it in history, as we talk about biblical times all the way up, it doesn't come without war and fight. Okay. I'm glad, I'm glad you hit that. I'm yeah. Glad you hit that. So what y'all think about what y'all think about war and fighting? Okay. 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 Okay.
Mm-hmm. You know, and when we talking about justice, it's like, like y'all was saying, it's sacrifice. Like, we literally gotta sacrifice because I just feel some type of way. Like, I see people that wasn't born before uh, 9-11, actual 9-11, and they're being deployed to go fight in a war before, you know what I mean? Or people that was born in the, like, in the 2000s, and they are actually afraid to live in 2020, you know what I mean, in the 21st century war, you know? And I feel like, you know, a lot of that is on us neglecting, you know, uh, coming together and organizing a legitimate plan and not even thinking big as a collective, because you know when people say, think, you know, when we teach people how to think big and how to manifest goals and dreams and stuff, we usually talk about that on an individual level, but not on a collective level. Like, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. we should, I feel like we should, like he was saying, we need a whole new reset. It's possible, like, a lot of these people can't see government at, <laughs> I think is a lot of people, if, if we change the laws and the rules today, people will, will conservative people, not just conservative, but as in, you know, political affiliation, but people that's used to the same thing, yeah. they would think it's like tragic. Yeah. But what's worse than now? You know what I mean? Why why can't we risk uh, building something new? Because the law the laws we have right now are so archaic that they didn't even know what to do with social media. Because mm-hmm. social media was a whole nother yeah. uh, revolution. It was a social literally a social revolution. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we could do now without our devices and those people that was in you know, <laughs> I don't want to talk down but I'm gonna just be hearing those dudes that was wearing a white wig back in the day you know they did not think about no social media that was not in the plan you know and right now you got 70 80 year olds they still have to have a phone because your life is based on on the technology. Your whole life is in your device. You know what I mean? You can't. Some people, they, they believe they wallet at home. You know what I mean? They put everything, you know. But I don't think our government was as equipped as they needed to be to even build laws for these things or around these things. As seen with the case in Facebook, you know, the privacy information, like giving, like selling people information and stuff, they wasn't prepared for that, you know. And you just see crazy stuff like you see like on the internet I'm seeing individual people have more likes and views than broadcasts. <laughs> <laughs> right. news broadcasts. Right. And I'm seeing like the news work oh, so what is the objective of these platforms is for you to buy advertising. Mm-hmm. So the news broadcasts, they got their own platform. To where they was used to being, you know, the main platform, but it's not now. It's like we gotta buy. <laughs> it's just so crazy, you know. Yeah, but I think the government wasn't prepared for it. Right. But it's it's become a blessing to the people mm-hmm. to be able to have that in handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we just gotta we gotta. I don't know the answer. You know what I mean? But I know it it comes with being and solidarity no, and right. putting our minds together, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because one mind, one person can make that 
uh, consultation. It took people being in the room. They was literally fighting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nah, this can't go down, this can't go down. But no matter, you could be Antifa, you could be Fargo, you could be the blackest of the black of the black, you could be KKK, you could hate everybody, you could be LBGTQ or whatever. We all have one thing in common. And we want to live, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We want to live to the best of our ability, like, and if we could agree on that and come together and see how we could settle our differences on that, like how we could be able to live as a people, like put our pride to the side, put our beliefs to the side and see how we can come together and actually build. You know, I think that's the start. And I think, you know, it's coming. You know, mm -hmm. it's a lot of work for nothing. That, that's good too, man, because yeah. I completely agree, man. And so the thing of it is, um, it's a law called the law of shared thinking. And so, man, that's what they were doing. They were constructing their own constitution and their own amendments and everything. They, they were all there. And, and that's the problem. We, how are we operating with shared thinking? Uh, to get what needs to be done. And so you and I on there, we were talking briefly about um, how I believe the protest is, the protest one is on the emotional high, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then two, the protest, we are looking at the overall big picture. That, that is a, it's a thing, it's another law called the law of um, um, big picture thinking, you know what I'm saying? To be able to see the end but sometimes we can get lost in looking at the end and never know where to start. Amen. So, so with everything you said in complete agreement, and you and I, we were talking to, uh, I think it was about the case of Brown. Right, right. So, so what, what that, I think that when, when you were saying that just now about seeing the end and not really caring much about, right, you're all, you can't, you know how the term is, you can't see the forest. For the trees, yeah, yeah. but sometimes we got our eyes so far on the hills, we miss the ground. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's like the 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 church. You know what I mean? Which is, if you look back in history, those religious leaders have always been somewhere during the mm -hmm. the, the 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 fight, or right, 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 you know right. what I mean, or the struggle, or, or whatever. Whether it's civil rights movement, um, even the the, the, the the Reformation, mm -hmm. um, on different things as time goes on. Ministry leaders have always been there, and I believe, and y'all touched on a little bit on the last episode, which I thought was awesome, but, but I think that what, what we need to do is get back to holding our ministry leaders accountable. Right. And the reason why um, I think that would be a good, good example is because it's been proven to work. You mentioned that Brown versus the Board of Education. We couldn't go to the same schools, wasn't getting the same schools, wasn't getting anything um, um, that was going on in the white schools. And so we wanted to have an opportunity to go there to everybody's school too. And so it was 13, 14, 15 different families that were fighting for this. But the issue was there could only be one that could be represented at a time. And so what they did as a collective, put their pride aside, and they went and backed this one family that was a complete family. Yeah. And, and the, the husband just happened to be an associate minister um, from Brown. And it was his family, and they went, and they got it done that way. So when we talk about 
Um, and 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 um, Pastor, you and I we we talked about um the scripture that dealt with being above reproach. Right, right. When, when we right, start right. going and, and getting into those things, above reproach does not mean being without sin. It just means being conscious of it. So when we talk about standing and delivering, and I'm standing behind somebody, I want to do the same thing that I do in my church and follow somebody as they follow the laws of God. They have some ethics, morals, and values for those that don't want to talk like that. you got to have somebody that has some sense of, of level-headed equality and not just somebody that's saying, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, I get that, I get that. And so on that note, on that note, I want to ask the question is, what part does your spirituality play in everything that's going on? What y'all think about that? Like 
Man, I, I feel like we've never been the same as an African-American community once we lost that close knittedness. Because it goes back to the home. Like, even if you didn't have a, a full family, you had people, it was a community spirit, you yeah, know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was people like, oh, you know, the village that raised the children, the yeah. child, like it was culture. It was part of our culture to be somebody, mm -hmm. to do something. Yeah. It was unacceptable to do certain things, you know what I mean? And I just feel like at desegregation, we lost a lot of that heritage, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We lost a lot of that heritage and we gained a lot mm -hmm. uh, economically, at the expense to our own downfall, you know, with the But and that, that really wasn't a game though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean when you when, well, when, true, we, true. when we look at the state we're in now, what happened was they took our interdependency. Right. You know what I'm saying? See we have three levels to this thing. You know what I'm saying? You have uh, dependency, that's typically when we are children. Mm -hmm. Then we get that teenage phase, we want to be independent. Mm -hmm. We want to be independent, but it's not until we get grown and get married. And we realize that, okay, I need you like you need me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I believe, honestly, man, I believe the same thing with desegregation because I was asking my grandmother, I said, oh, I said, you don't think it was better when, when our people were segregated? You know what I'm saying? And she was like, nah, not really. And she was along, so along the lines of what you was just declaring. And so, I mean, hey, you got haters in every culture, and you know what I'm saying? And I was watching a movie, man. Have y'all ever? It's not a movie; it's on Netflix. Y'all ever seen the show on um, Black and Privilege? Okay, it's a show on Netflix, man. And so on this show, man, I, I, I want y'all to check it out too. It's called Black and Privilege. On this show, it's a community in Chicago, and they they were stated in America to have the safest community in America. And so what happened was. The government wanted to come in and take take what they had built. I mean, in this community, man, they had all black businesses. They went from having 600 churches in that community to one. Mm -hmm. They had community gardens and stuff, but they were like, oh, so, look, to make a long story short, it was a guy who, who he just spearheaded the men were in control. The men protected the women the children. Children was playing on the streets again. You come in the community tripping, them dudes was going to deal with you, deal with yeah. you. Yeah. And so the government wanted to, 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 to break up that community. And so what they did was they brought the projects mm. oh, down the way. They brought the projects. And so the people from the projects start filtering in to the community. It's just crazy. It's kind of black and pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good, man. But like, like, like you said, though. When they took our interdependency from from us, man, it really I think that evoked uh provoked, shall I say, um, the more so of a dog eat dog spirit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I got mine, you better get yours. But I think in order for us to grow and, and move forward is one, with after the protest, every accountability for each other. Yeah. Accountability for each other. We can't just hold these city officials accountable. Now, we need a watch, I'm not calling anybody a dog, but we need a watchdog. That's all you do. You watch. So if that's all you do, that becomes your job. So now somebody has to produce the funds to pay you. That's right. You watch. Watch. Don't do nothing else but watch. Man, I learned, I learned so much. You, say, uh, you said it, man, but I learned so much 
from everybody. I learned from Gandhi, I learned mm -hmm. from, from, from Buddha, I learned from, from, from Muslims. Man, one thing Elijah Muhammad, Malcolm X, uh, 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 Marcus Garvey, mm -hmm. when they were pushing these agendas about having a segregated, mm -hmm. a separate, they didn't believe the word separate, they were saying separate. Mm -hmm. Because the thing about being separate means that I own this, this is mine. If I have a house mm -hmm. and I own it, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not segregating the way that the, the definition of the word is, but I am separate from you in my own house. And that's all that they were pushing. And one thing that, that um, at the time Elijah Muhammad was pushing was that if every black family gave a quarter a week, a quarter a week, and you're talking about 30 million families, a quarter a week, 30 million families, Man, that it, that would more than take care of our debt. That would more. Than, and when we talking about, if we talking about, that's the issue. The the it, the problem is, is that we want the government, and I say we as a whole. I, I'm not talking about, you right, know, right, we right. As a, but we want the government to save us. We want to be able to cry and whine to the government. And I'm telling you, we're not going to get government funds without. Uh, integrated society because unless they get money, we're not gonna get no money. We talk about crack problem in the in the seventies and eighties and heroin before that and all of that. All of this mental health and wellness and all of this stuff did not come about yeah. until it infiltrated that side of it. And they and it, and, and crack became an integrated thing. Mm -hmm. Now we got we got a bit so the fun, the, the mentality is there, and I and I hear from it, and, and and I think that that's a representation of the whole race and the whole community. But what we have to do is, like what you said in the very beginning, be willing to put our pride aside and give to those that have that commission, you know, in their heart to do. There's some dudes that we know; they are watching. Yeah, born watching. I'm talking about fools, man. They not. It's not going to happen on their watch. And we have to be able to say, you know what? I go to work. I drive trucks. I go to work. I work in the grocery store. That's my watchman. I'm going to take care of my watchman. Come on, man. But that, 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 that's it. Because, man, the only thing that I keep seeing is, is that I see individual kingdoms. Mm -hmm. Even the word that God told them, or he, he told the children of Israel, he's like, y'all are not to really Mingle with the rest of those nations. You know what I'm saying? So that came out of disobedience. And it's not saying that I hate this people or I hate that people, but I know that each race of people are stronger amongst their own. Mm -hmm. But like you said, even with a quarter, how do you deal with the mindset of that one? Say, man, I ain't gonna make this Negro rich. Right. right. <laughs> and that's the thing. But the, the fact of the matter is, when you put your pride aside, like what, what Brother John said, you know, I'm not going to Yeah. When we got behind and voted President Barack Obama in office, man, we collectively felt like he was the one. That's why people came out in droves and in groves. Mm -hmm. The problem was, we, we felt like we made it once he got in there. And now we, we, the same thing we talk about, once we make that movement, Stop we got to keep our foot on the gas. 
That's why it is important to vote. That's yeah. why it is important to get out there and do it. Yeah, my vote don't count when it's just me voting. <laughs> but you get 32, 35 million of us in there. We showed up and had a 2012. That wasn't a fluke. Go on. And believe us, when, when, when the majority, when, when white people know that we're going to get out there and vote, they won't vote with us. They just don't want to vote the other way, and then we don't show up at all. Because, and, and every movement that's happened that in America, they've had to be included in it. So when we talk about being separate from it, we have to really put some context on it. Because even the civil rights movement wouldn't have been what it was until they taught them the chants and how to make them silence. Yeah, yeah. We was able to do what we wanted to do as far as protesting, sitting out, not riding the bus, do this, that, and the other. But until they said, you know what? Let us know when you're going to do it. We're going to call the news to the cell and read. Man, that, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. Um, I was watching American Soul. Y'all ever seen American Soul? That's the Soul Train show with Don Kanee. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on one of the first episodes, maybe the second episode, exactly what you saying, man, on the show, it was like he, had, uh, he was starting to hire people for his team. Mm -hmm. And so he came to this, uh, this, this white guy. And the white guy said, oh, you got everything you need but one of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got everything you need but one of me. Right. And so they're like, well, why do I need you? He said, because there's certain those only I'll be able to get into. Hey. Man. Hey. Man, that's, that's so awesome. Let me tell you how true that is. Man, I, I, I salute my, my, hat, my hat and my heart goes out to being crumped. The, the, the lawyer. Yeah. That's really yeah. our activist man at, at this time. Him and and uh, uh, and he, he stands up and is out in the streets and everything. But those partnerships that would be needed, he's so close to us. He really is not. He can't allow himself to really go over and forge those relationships. Mm -hmm. By the time we get to the courthouse to be able to talk to the judge and those co-lawyers and 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 district attorneys and all of that space. So we need another advocate inside the house. Yeah. When we talk about many members one body. Come on, come He's on. awesome about where he is on this side, making sure the media is up on what's going on, making sure we know what's going on, making sure we file our stuff on time and be able to make it to court and everything. But when it comes time to get to that next level about getting the justice that we're talking about, we're going to have to be able to have somebody in place that have that relationship to get that justice done. Come on. Absolutely, man. All right, man, we, we down on the last 15 minutes, man. Um, man, I salute you guys, man. It, it's been very helpful and it's been blessing me, you know. And I just want to hit on these two points and I'm going to turn it over to um, Jonathan, man. Um, one thing that I get from this here, guys, is that, okay, we have to begin to hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm. Have to hold each other accountable. This is what we have to do after the protest. Hold each other accountable. Then on, we have to take the principles of the protest back to the house. Mm -hmm. We have to take these principles home, with, and we have to begin to teach the children these principles. Right. It's really a season and it's time out for all the the desensitizing of social media, a desensitizing of television, a desensitizing in the music. You know what I'm saying? Because in our mind, it's like, oh, it's just music, man. I learned that on. Um, Music is the only thing that doesn't have to have permission to infiltrate your spirit. Amen. For real. It doesn't need permission. Because get this up. If you have y'all ever listened to a song that you know you didn't even like?
but you let it play. You you don't even like the song, but you let it play, trying to hope and get to the next song. Uh, the commercial, you let it play, but then you get down the road, two, three miles down the road, out the car, car off, radio off, you find yourself humming that tune. Yeah. You didn't even yeah. like that song. It just infiltrated you. Did that stop? It just, it just, it just infiltrated you. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be aware. You know what I'm saying? I remember when, when Dre was a little bit younger, we were riding down Cullen, and uh, you know, man, that was one of my biggest fights to try to keep him from secular music, man. Mm. That was a squabble, man. And it wasn't until I got older and the Spirit Lord say, "Stop, stop fighting that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you just have to teach him. And so what I t taught him was. I said, and I told him the same thing with watching TV because, man, he used to love watching that on Disney Channel. Yeah. I'm like, man. So I told him, I said, man, whatever you are watching or whatever you are listening to, you have to walk away with something. Yep. Because on a typical TV show, that's approximately, what, 25 minutes of invested time. Yeah, a song, about three and a half minutes of invested time. What are you walking away with? You have to walk away with something. Yeah. And one thing I learned too about the music is this because man, I, I check out different cats, man. Cats they like Burger, uh, Rod Wave, um, you know, cats like this here, man. And uh, I'm learning that they are making valid points through their songs. Mm -hmm. But what I had to learn was that that's not your reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So when I, you jamming, you going hard in. So when I invite your perspective, that makes it mine. Mm. And so and what happens mentally is I begin to search through moments in my head and, and, and moments in my time where I can at least relate to what you say. Mm -hmm. You see, to make it personal, to make it mine. So I said, I would say we have to be careful and stop allowing Social media to be sensitized. Social media, man, like it's, it's a gift and a curse. And you said that about on desegregation. But social media is a gift and a curse too. Mm -hmm. What what you doing with it, man? I do my best with my, my social media to try to uplift somebody right. and encourage somebody, man. They say everything that's free ain't free. Come you on. know what I mean? With social media. Like, they used to always say, well, we're going to pay for social media. They just might not ever make us pay for that because they got our attention. You know what I mean? We paying attention. It's like it's a it's a game of attention. Mm -hmm. And you was talking about the songs too. I just feel like somebody hit me with this quote and it stuck to me. It stuck with me to this day. He said, "What you entertain, you retain." Come on. What you entertain, you retain. So it's like I look at music kind of like words. I look at like music words. Anything that we can intake, art. It's a form of consumption. It's food, basically. Right. You know what I mean? It's food. Uh, sometimes you need those sweets. You know, you need those candy. You need some fries. Yeah, you need, you know, sometimes. It's all food, man. But you don't eat that every day. You know what I mean? You don't eat. You're not going to sit and eat. You know, you don't, you don't feed into eating junk food every day. You might eat it every once and once and again. But time you really it. need nourishment. Yeah. You know what I mean? The problem is when we overly invest into the junk food and not really, you know, investing into the nourishment. You know what I mean? Facts. 
And I just feel like we do have some voices, you know what I mean, that's speaking up. But also our brain, it's just like, it's wired for negativity. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if somebody do something good to you, ten, if somebody did a favor for you 10 years ago, it could be a small favor. You probably forget it, but if, if somebody made you, like mm -hmm. I heard a dude, <laughs> I heard a dude that was a friend of, uh, of a friend, he was like, I don't like him because he, this is a man in his 30s. I don't like him because he, he did this to my such and such in middle school. Wow. And that's 15 years ago, 15 years wow. wow. It's like, but the mind, if you, if you entertain that, you know what I mean? If, like you said, if you entertain that, if, it, if it's the culture for us to entertain negativity, then that's gonna be what we feel. That's gonna be, you know, we consume in that. But I feel like, yeah, that's, that's a big part of it, you know what I mean? Just like our intake. Mm -hmm. And, oh, and just looking at knowledge as a responsibility. Cause I could say, I could easily, for me, I could say individually, none of this matters to me. Like on an individual level, like you said, as long as, like why do I need to know about what's going on? Like why do I need to know personally if that's not affecting me, mm -hmm. why do I have to know about such and such, this hashtag, that hashtag, you know what I mean? Or why do I even have to wear this mask, such and such, you know what I mean? It all comes and so, okay, my ignorance, you know what I mean, as well as my knowledge is going to affect my immediate surroundings. So in this, in this instance, knowledge becomes a responsibility. It's not knowing everything, but it's, it's learning more about your fellow brother. Being aware. More about your community. Being, Being aware. aware. More about your community. More about your environment, where you live. That's a responsibility, you know what I mean? I feel like after the protest, we have to keep that going as well. Just taking the time out to learn a little more about our community, our environments, and one another. You know what I mean? That could go a long way. That's it. That's it, man. That's it, man. Man, as we get ready to unwrap this thing up, man, one thing I'm learning about life is the more you engage and the more you, you grow in life, the more you realize that it's not about you. Mm -hmm. And for anybody with children, we tend to learn that quickly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I've learned that that the past, you know what I'm saying, is just that. And it's gone. And to be honest with you, that's the only thing that we know. Mm -hmm. We don't know what tomorrow holds. You know what I'm saying? And so we, we 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 tend to lose the now because we either stuck, like you said, he did something to my friend in, in, in middle school. You feel bro, you been held captive to that for over 15 years. Yeah. And we don't know, we have intentions and hopes for tomorrow, but we don't know. And so I've learned that we have to begin to live in a state of detachment. We have to learn how to live in the now. Yeah. And so what's at hand now is, okay, what can I walk away with now to make uh, to make the protest more effective without the protest? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's simply, I need to transform me. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, I need to begin to dig deeper. And I need to begin to be able to enlighten somebody. I'm not saying you run somebody down the street. Man, let me tell you about, ooh, now, 
But if the opportunity presents itself, and guess what? It will. It will because as you sow into your, as you sow, something has to grow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So opportunity presents itself that the fruit can be released. Yes, sir. Man, I want, I want to, I want to, I want to. We're gonna close on this note here, man. And it's actually coming from the scriptures on Ecclesiastes uh, nine and ten. Nine and ten, nine and ten. And the word of God says in Ecclesiastes nine ten says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Then B Paul says, For there is no work or thought or, or knowledge <laughs> or wisdom in Sheol, what what souls are born, you know what I'm saying? To which you are born. So we all have pretty much that same destiny, you know what I'm saying? To not be here. But it says, Whatever you find to do. And we were talking about consistency. In five minutes, consistency. We can't, we can't see no type of change in our life if there's no consistency. No, if you're trying to lose weight, but you're not consistent with that sacrifice of getting up and the sacrifice of sweating, you won't, you won't see it. Without consistency, nothing in your life will change. If you're trying to buy a house, but yet you're not consistently working the steps that you need to work to get that house? No. Man, even in God, man, all, the word of God says chance and opportunity happen to us all. And that's simply saying that there's a season and a time for everything. And it means that at some point in everybody's life, you will have an opportunity to change your life. But you have to be consistent with, with, with the move. With the move. So he said, whatever you find to do, so with the protest, as an individual, y'all, we need to begin to identify and see who's, who's strong in what. You know what I'm saying? Too many of us, man, we trying to operate in stuff that we ain't got no business operating in. It's a difference between the preacher and the teacher. You feel me? You might can preach the paint off the wall, but you can't teach a man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you can teach the house down, but you just can't preach. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? What I'm saying is the word of God said, whatever your hand, whatever your hand finds, see our hands, y'all listen to me. Our hands will begin to be, get, become gravitated. Our hands pull to certain things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your hand finds, our hand pulls to certain You are naturally gifted and better than a lot of things and a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you, you just really want to fall back off that thing, but you find yourself up, attracted right back to it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your hand finds to do. But we have to know, okay, I'm pretty good at that. I ain't went to school for that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I, I, I can I, I entertain, I can retain that real well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like reading books. You know what I'm saying? I, I tend to find books that, that I have some type of interest in. A book that I don't have no interest in, me going to buy a book on how to get to Mars ain't going to hold my attention, man. But anyway, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Do it with your might. And this is what, and, and, and it speaks about consistency. You have to continuously do that thing. You get better and you get better and you get better. You know? But with the protest, with the movement, the Black Lives Matter, yeah, man, we have to keep at it. We gotta keep our foot on the gas, like y'all said. 
Man, I thank you guys so much for stopping in and sharing with us on the day, man. I uh, just love the wisdom and the insight that you guys possess, man. And, I, and, and in closing, man, I just want to encourage everybody that's watching, everybody that's listening, find out what you're good at and push that thing. You may not be the frontline person, but you can push. You you may not be the, the pusher, but you can make a mean sandwich. That's right. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, can't nobody make lemonade like you. Come on. Whatever your hand finds to do. And so I believe that this is what we do after the protest. Accountability for each other. Yeah. Take the principles of the protest home. We have to enforce the laws that are already in place. Consider what happens after the emotional ride. And so these are some issues, man. And I mean, it's far from over. Like, like you know, Jonathan said in the beginning, it's layers to this thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm on this layer right here. So now, the layer, I'm personally speaking, the layer I'm on now is to bring effective change within my home. Effective change. And it ain't all, it, it, it ain't about you preaching the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's about you living the Bible. This is how people see God. You know what I'm saying?